Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. I'm so I know excited. I am. 
you're, and you're Holly the Glimmer. I know. You even kept my real name. That's really cool. But I did. Well, different. I tried to because it was, you know what? But I, I love it, the see, picture. It is beautiful. I love her character. It is Thank beautiful, you. and it worked out so well. It was it, That book came out unbelievably well, and, it, and all the pieces just like, like when you're doing something creative and things just start falling into place, it was so weird the way it all fell mm-hmm. into place. It was, it was great. And the book is The Glimmers Save Christmas. Yep. So, yeah. you know, that, and, so, and, and actually, I helped save Christmas. You actually did. <laughs> you and Jingles. And like I said, yep. the, the way these things fall into place, like The Glimmers Save Christmas, mm-hmm. Jingles, Jingles like in Christmas mm-hmm. uh, bells. Um, yeah. And Holly, like in Christmas Holly. It was, it was mm-hmm. actually, it worked out so perfectly. And the, the book won um, a Mom's Choice Award, uh, a, a gold Mom's Choice Award, which we were very happy about. And it was the third well, Glimmer book in the amazing. series. I know that's amazing. That's amazing, yeah. the third. Yep. And let's talk about the other ones, but I want to first talk about Let's let's do this. First of all, I want to say I'm going to out Robert here. He um, oh boy. <laughs> is a musician. Yeah, oh come on, Robert! You got to tell everyone about your music career. You want to talk about um, that too? Okay. You ask me a question, <laughs> so and I will tell you no lie. Introduce yourself, Robert, to all our listeners. Okay, so and let's my give name your is Robert out for Glimmer. Mm-hmm. Robert and Yellow. Nice um, to meet you, Robert. I'm the, I am the, hello, Holly. I am the owner of On the Land Productions. Um, I spent 20 to 30 years touring as a musician, playing with, I played with Spencer Davis, a guy named Terry Reed. I'm not sure if everybody knows him. He was um, sort of uh, the original lead singer for Led Zeppelin before Robert Plant mm-hmm. joined. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Page, and he's still traveling around. and And Terry is a great yeah. guy and a great singer. And if you could go see him any place, any time, you should really do that. Um, so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time touring with bands, local bands. In I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and I um, started getting more into the whole production of music and TV and stuff like that. When my daughter was three years old, I didn't want to tour anymore. So I uh, mm-hmm. ended up parking myself in New York and worked in studios, was a studio musician, did a lot of studio work, played, like I said, a lot of local bands in the city, hitting all the great clubs, CBGBs, Max's Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There were so many places to play. Oh, yeah. And, um, totally. It was that whole it was a weird time for me because I was trying to wean myself from the whole touring thing and I started writing you know writing songs and writing uh, Mm -hmm. books and stuff that's when I started getting involved with uh, a a show called Pete and Pete which I wrote music Mm -hmm. for I wrote music for David Johansson for Iggy Pop for Mm -hmm. Sid Straw sang one of my songs and I also wrote for Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they yeah. were great. Those were like literally the best um the best times that I ever had writing music for other people. Because the writers oh, yeah, um, 
oh, when you would, it, it would, it would be so great to send these the writers a song. Uh, these guys, Chris and mm-hmm. Will, who wrote Pete and Pete, and they would call you back and go, "Oh my God, that's incredible!" Really? <laughs> and it was so good, oh, that's so great. good for my ego. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, when you yeah, get calls like that, it's really fun. And I have oh, to tell you, good. with all the gentlemen that you mentioned that you wrote music for, they've all been on my sh- on the show. So um, you're right there with them. So in all good spirits, um, all the all these great people are coming together. So over glimmers. And uh, the glimmers. glimmers and other and other characters, which we're going to get into. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So That's okay. Pete, and Pete, they would call you up and they would tell you how great they loved this music, and then what? Yeah, go for it. it was, and then they would, and then we did two seasons, two or three seasons. And the the way I got that gig was, I'm mm-hmm. there were a lot of great musicians out there. And I'm kind of okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of a hack when it comes to this whole thing. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. they first approached me, um, the original shows that Pete and Pete did had a lot of um, popular music in it, like um, Mississippi Queen from Mountain. And oh, to wow. buy the rights, yeah, and to buy the rights to mm-hmm. those songs would have been astronomical. So they needed somebody to come mm-hmm. in who was good enough to cop the feel of those songs, but not good enough to actually get us all sued. And that's where I came Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, Wow. So I came out with a song called Marmalade Cream, which was like Mississippi Queen, um, which Marshall Crenshaw sang that on the show. Did he? Um, Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Marshall Marshall sang a couple of songs. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, yeah I want to hear it, that. it came out really good. Matter of fact, I can I'll send you a copy of it. I think it it okay. was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, Iggy Pop oh, cool. sang a um, a ballad called uh, "Dance with Me," where he's he wants his daughter to dance with him at a prom, which was totally un-Iggy. Um, David Johansson sang <laughs> my song "Garbage Man." which Garbage Man mm-hmm. was the guy who comes and takes Christmas trees after Christmas. And oh, yeah. um, he was really a, he, he was a mean, nasty guy. And so yeah, you know, I, know, I, wrote I, hear you. These, I wrote all these wacky songs. And the same thing with Carmen. Carmen San Diego, it was weird. Mm-hmm. They would come to me and they go, um, we need a song about Guadalupe Hidalgo, which was the treaty oh, we wow. signed with Mexico. Right. So mm-hmm. I'd have to write mm-hmm. a song called The Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo and give clues so the kids could guess what year that actually happened. So it was kinda it was kinda interesting kind of interesting. involved. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, very educational, yeah, and fun. Yeah. And you're raising your daughter during this time, so that must have been very cool. Yep. I had a wow. daughter and a son. And, um, you know, like I said, I was trying to keep close to home. No more touring. I was trying not to go away Mm -hmm. and um, trying to stay close to the, um, you know, close to the crib. So, Mm -hmm. um, and when I started doing that, I started getting more involved into TV production um, Mm -hmm. and TV development and TV building. I mean, creation or creating can really come from Mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, I created and helped build the Times Square Studios, the Good Morning America Studios in Times Square. I remember and that from you. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So I did that. Congratulations. I stayed, 
it, 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 it's fun. And I, I stayed there to keep an eye on it, to redesign it, to redevelop it. And it's afforded me the time to write my books because as everyone knows, you know, and I was, I was kind of stupid in a way. I'm thinking, okay, I've got these great ideas for books. I'm going to go in and I'm going to sell books. Well, it's sort of like being in the music business. 99% mm-hmm. of the musicians are struggling and are poor. So totally. I, have the, yeah. I have the job of creating at Good Morning America. And I also have the opportunity where I can write these, these books that pop into my head. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, playing, no. And you know? no, that's, and you're still playing. See, that's the thing that's really important. You know, it's funny. I've had some people on the show, just like iconic musicians and they're like, you know, ageless and timeless and, and they're still doing music and they all say it's just, you know, they don't think they're good enough, but they continued. And, you know, yeah. Robert, you are very good at what you do. So, you know, don't ever short I, yourself on that one. But you know something, seriously, there's that, there's that saying in the Clint Eastwood movie, a man needs to know his limitations. I definitely mm-hmm. know what I'm good at and I definitely know mm-hmm. what I stink at, you know, and I try to avoid <laughs> the stink. And go to the good. Um, but, you know, it's been fun. I played, um, when did I, two years ago, I, I took, I got a band together mm-hmm. to play the cutting room uh, here oh, in cool. New York City with all my uh, original uh-huh. music. And I was supposed to play a couple of, about a month or two ago, that gig got canceled, but I had a great band together with a bunch of background singers. I had like an eight piece band really? of all my original material that even, you know, you have, you haven't heard it. I mean, it was supporting a, a CD I put out about two years ago called lambs to slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? And I just keep writing, you know, and that's the whole thing. You keep creating, you keep writing, you keep developing content and uh, you never mm-hmm. stop. You know, that's, I guess that's, the, no. the, it's either the sign of an artist or it's the sign of insanity. I'm not really sure which one is. No, you're an, you're definitely an artist and you're not, you don't have the insanity, but it could become in, insanity while you're doing the art work. Trust me. <laughs> I've experienced insanity while I'm in my art, my art mode. Trust me. Uh-huh. It, it, it just somehow kind of just tries to sneak in there every now and then, you know, so you get that, mm-hmm. oh, God, am I doing this right? You know, you always question yourself. So, you know, which leads me to how did Glimmers come to be? I want to hear about the Glimmers because they're really cool. Oh, let's get your website out real quick. The people okay, that are listening uh, can go there. Okay, onthelamproductions.com, onthelam, O-N-T-H-E-L-A-M-B, productions.com. And, uh, cool. you can actually, and you can go there and you go see on, everything. If you go on the website, I'm giving away all my mm-hmm. music for kind of free. So a lot of the Pete and Pete stuff, a lot of the Carmen San Diego stuff, some of the Eli the Snazzle Rapper songs um, are for, you can just download and enjoy. Yay. Yay, as you like to say. <laughs> Yay. That's your favorite word, yeah. I think. Yay. Yay. It is my favorite word. <laughs> it is. You know Every me. time I've, I've talked. No, really. Yay. No, that's awesome. Well, you know, um, so 
we know Ruby Shoe has a very close and near and dear to your heart place. So let's talk yes. about the glimmers and Ruby Shoe and how you branched out. Yeah. So I have a, a problem when I watch movies and they don't mm-hmm. really aren't very cohesive. Like I'll always sit there and I'll turn to my wife, Susan, and I'll go, wait a minute. That didn't make any sense. How did, how did that <laughs> go from there to there? What, okay, now I can't, I can't buy the whole movie because it bothers me. So <laughs> about 20 years ago, I came up with this idea, and we're going to go back to this probably, but I came up with a, an idea called Band of Innocence. And right. Band of Innocence was, is a story about kids that are so innocent or a group of kids that are so innocent that they uh, they get powers from Mother Nature and the gods of the earth. And in the book, as I was writing the book, I'm, I'm visualizing these kids, and they glow because of the goodness they have. And I started thinking, mm, well, beautiful. somebody's going to ask me, somebody's going to ask me, why do these kids glow? What is it? And I, I can't say, well, it's because they're good, because there are a lot of people that are good. But why do people glow mm-hmm. when they're good? And I started thinking, glimmers. They're surrounded by these little dust-like oh, wow. creatures called yeah. glimmers. And if they're so good, there have got to be millions and billions of glimmers. And there mm-hmm. are millions surrounding each person. There are glimmers of truth. There are glimmers of respect. There are glimmers of hope, glimmers of faith, glimmers of compassion, glimmers of honesty, glimmers of love, glimmers of tolerance. And the list goes on and on. So that's where the glimmers mm-hmm. came from. It actually came from my other book, trying to rationalize wow. why these kids glowed. So then I started with Ruby Shrew, who was a glimmer of truth. And she was born to mm-hmm. a little kid named Dennis McNee when he told a courageous truth. Now, you can tell the truth, but a courageous truth is a truth that doesn't have to be told. Like when people try to get away with stuff and they just keep quiet, they don't want to say anything mm-hmm. if they did something wrong. Speaking up to that wrong is courageous. So what I did yeah, was I developed – wow. right. So this little, Den, this little kid, Dennis, does something bad, doesn't want to cop to it, but his little brother gets in trouble mm-hmm. for this thing Dennis did. And, he, and Dennis finally stands up like a man and says, I did that. Mom, I'm sorry, and Ruby Shrew is born, a courageous glimmer of truth, which made Dennis glow even more. Now, the whole thing with glimmers is if you don't tell the truth, if you lie or you're disrespectful, you still have these things surrounding you, but their light starts to turn off, and they can become dimmers. And dimmers Mm -hmm. are very sad, dark glimmers. Mm -hmm. And if you end up telling the truth again, or being respectful like you are, Holly. I know you glow like the, the sun <laughs> because you can turn those dimmers back into glimmers by just doing the right thing. So that's where the mm-hmm. glimmers came from. And that's where we did Ruby Shrew. Um, we did Ignate Noor, who's a glimmer of respect, a little tough guy with a mohawk and a, and a leather mm-hmm. jacket. And all, and all the glimmers have different bottoms. The truth glimmers have little tentacle bottoms. The respect glimmers have little balloon bottoms. The, um, it was funny because when I did um, the Glimmer Save Christmas with you and Jingles, 
Jingle mm-hmm. is a glimmer of hope. And we gave him a spring mm-hmm. bottle. And then somebody came up to me and said, oh, hope springs eternal. And I went, oh, my God, I never thought of that. How awesome is that? So wow. all the hope glimmers have springs in them. So that just fell into place. And you were a glimmer of faith. Wow. Because you always had faith in me. We always talked. And I always had faith in you. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, the next book, I'm working on the fourth glimmer book, which is Meet the Glimmers. And I've got, um, oh, nice. I'm introducing all the glimmers that we've already shown. And there's one glimmer character that's brand new. And that's Larry, the mayor of Glimmer City. And Larry oh, has been the mayor forever. No one knows how he got the job. No one knows how he does, kind of like any politician. Um, but he's a great guy. <laughs> he flies around on this little drone thing. And, um, and he takes care of Glimmer City and all the Glimmer babies and stuff like that. He schedules things. So it's kind of interesting oh. the way all of these little characters are falling into place. And those are the glimmers. Oh, and they've I got can't a bunch of that. songs that go with them. They've got songs about truth. They've got songs about being courageous. Because what we try to teach kids, or what I try to teach kids and adults, is that courage doesn't mean standing up to a bully. It doesn't mean um, doing anything physical. Courage can just mean raising your hand in class and answering a question that you don't really know if you're right. That's hmm. courage, you know? Yeah. Um, courage is. could be standing up and saying, I didn't do this, or I did do this, or not telling a lie. That's courage. Telling the truth is sometimes mm-hmm. very courageous. So that, that's the glimmers. That's where all the glimmers came from. Wow. You and your imagination, these are, they're beautiful, too. You need to yeah, look at the, the uh, site Nick, and see them. Nick Miola. Nick Miola is the artist, and he is awesome. He is awesome. The um, the cover to the glimmer, uh, meet the glimmers, is Ruby taking mm-hmm. a selfie of all the glimmers. Oh, really? So Are she's you holding her little glim phone. I gotta send that to you. You'll love it. You'll love it. Oh my God, a glim yeah. phone. Do a I glim have a phone? phone? I, I don't know, Jack. I would think you're gonna have to. You of all people, <laughs> please. If anybody had a glimpse, oh phone, my it would be you. I was so. so the, I have to tell you, I was so honored when you told me that you were gonna make a character of me because of just you know that way I am, and you watch me, and I know you follow a lot of the things that I do, and I've had a lot of guests on, and I always strive to bring the best, you know, to the air and also <clears throat> on a spiritual level, I try to bring a lot of really beautiful spiritual things to people so that they can be exposed to some of, or not exposed, but just are, are able to be more aware of what's really going on in the world. Um, sure. So that's what this show is about. And I just really love the whole idea of you know, you're the different characters. And I'm really excited about the Band of Innocence because we talked about them before. And yeah. um, and then Eli, too. We need to talk about oh, Eli's him. Eli's great, yeah. Eli came mm-hmm. – Eli – I don't even know where Eli came from. And the, word, and the so name cute. Snazzle Raffer 
He is adorable. And I wanted him to be scary because the first Eli book, Eli the Snazzle Raffer, um, Mm -hmm. was about, it is really basically about friending someone who you may be scared of or who doesn't look like you, who doesn't act like Mm -hmm. you. Um, That's the whole point to Eli the Snazzle Raffer. And from Eli the Snazzle Raffer, came like there's like 10 to 12 Eli songs. Matter of fact, there's a Snazzle Raffer exercise song. There's um Really? A, wow. Yeah, there's, there's a Robert. whole bunch of there's a counting song by Eli and it all it really all has to do with friendship. The second Eli book just came out and that's on growing up. And mm-hmm. as opposed to the the Glimmer books, like the illustrations on the Glimmer books are beautiful. They are. It, it, you could rip a page out, put it in a frame, and put it on a kid's wall. I know wall, they are. And they, they're, gorgeous. they're gorgeous. The Snazzle Raffer, for some reason, the first when the first the book came to me from the artist, and I started writing mm-hmm. the story and everything. Um, he he sent them in black and white, and I was I was looking at the at the book, and I'm it. It was, for some reason, it really touched me seeing it in black and white. And I said, I don't want to, I'm not going to color it. I'm going to let kids take the book. They can color it if they want. Oh, how cool. But Mm -hmm. it just gave it, and and I'm not sure if it, you know, and and somebody told me, uh, a reviewer at one point said that I cheaped out and didn't color it. And that wasn't even my, my whole point. Um, Mm -hmm. I could have spent the money to color it, but I think it would have taken away from the timeless quality that that book, um, that book showed. And let me tell you something, that book Mm -hmm. went to all these schools for kids. There were kids naming their uh, mascots, Eli. Um, There were kids asking Uh... for the book. Yeah. They loved the book because it's in a Dr. Seuss-ish form. It's in a rhyming form, so oh, yeah, kids get the, get the hang definitely. of singing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the second book that we just came out with was, and I did I did I ever send you a friendship pin? No. Oh, which, okay. So, which, what do you mean friendship thing? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. What do you mean so, friendship thing? I got the book. I got the book, the Christmas book, and then I got a couple um, uh, I, pool ties that I sent to my. Um, the zipper Branson pulls, right? For his shoes the and stole. Yeah. The funny mm-hmm. thing with, with that, and the, and let's get back to the glimmers for a minute. The funny thing about that is, the glimmer books come with tattoos and with zipper pulls. And when I talk yep, to kids and, and so their parents, cute. I always tell them, okay, now this zipper pull is Ruby Shrew. If you put this on your jacket, you have to tell the truth. Okay, this tattoo mm-hmm. is Ignate Noor. If you put this tattoo on, you have to respect everybody until the tattoo wears off or until you take the zipper pull off, and then you can do anything you want. So I'm trying to reinforce the kids that when they look at that, oh, yeah, hand, no, that's they cool. see Ignate. Um, but Ignate, not Ignate, uh, Eli, I have to send you because the mm-hmm. second book of Eli the Snazzle Rapper is about growing up. Mm-hmm. And he, he meets oh, a wow. little acorn named he meets an acorn named Aaron oh. who doesn't want to grow up. And Eli oh, really? has to talk him into growing up. And now I have little acorn pins that I give away. I saw those and I was pins. wondering. 
I gotta oh, send you one. So oh, I gotta cool. send you and, and I gotta send you and your and and your grandson one and your daughter. I gotta send three that's of them. That's so cool. You oh, you won't need that's, to have one. That's, that is so cool. I'll yeah, tell it, you the, the book. I love the book. I love the book. It's so <clears throat> it's so colorful and the illustrations are just so spot on and uh mm-hmm. I really love the story. Yeah, it's really good. And I'm really excited about seeing the new Eli book. That'll be cool. It, it came out really good. It came out really good. And the great wow. thing about the friendship pin is I tell people, I'm giving you this friendship pin. And on my card, it says what the friendship pin is all about. It's in hopes that our friendship grows as big and strong as an oak tree. So what Aww. you can do with that friendship pin is, Holly, you can give it to someone else who you want to be friends with in hopes that your friendship yeah. will grow big and strong. So it's sort of like a pass it on. Um, there was that movie, Pass mm-hmm. It Along or whatever it was. That's what this whole yeah. thing is about. You don't have to keep the stuff. You can give it away. You can make friends with it. And it teaches kids to share because I think that's really a, a big part of caring and loving people and being compassionate mm-hmm. is by sharing, you know. Absolutely. So the, e- Absolutely. the Eli stuff is good. Is really good, and like mm-hmm. I said, has a lot of friendship songs. So, um, can I play you Let's a song? Let's play your song. Let's okay. I, get, play, this, I have the Eli theme here, but why don't you play it live for me? That's better. Can I can I play a different one, a different friendship song? You can play whatever really like. you want. Okay. This is your okay. this is your show, Robert. I think you really like this. This is it, 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 it's sort of kind of new, but I think you like it. Cool. A friend and I talking just the other day about the friends who live right near us and the ones that move away. They ain't gone forever cause in our hearts they stay. I miss those friends every day. This is how it happens, how the story goes. Well, you meet someone, become good friends, and watch that friendship grow. You share your toys with them, you sing some songs, and then one day they move along. What you hold them in your heart each and every day, the things they did, the way they laughed. Things they'd say, and you're so sad because your friends moved away. But friendship never ends because forever you'll be friends. Forever you'll be friends. Okay, here we go. I had a friend named Tommy when I was pretty small. Well, we played together every day, watched each other growing tall. Then he had to move, and it made me feel so sad. I missed my best friend, and I felt real bad. Then I got to thinking of all the things he'd do. Well, it seemed 
sometimes to um, this one school. And we lived on an arboretum, and I used to have to walk through the back through the arboretum and through the forest. And I would walk this path, and while I was in the forest, you know, every morning, you know, it's a good, like, while you're walking. You're just going through an apple orchard and forest and everything. It was just so beautiful. And, you know, as a child, you don't remember and, you know, and just really hold on to that and think, oh, wow, what a beautiful place. As an adult, now that I think back about it, it's something that was so magical. And um, we talked about one character who burns, who, who takes Christmas trees. Well, what we used to do, this, you're going to love this, the guy that lived in the woods. No, listen to this. This is cool. Maybe a new character for you. He lived in the forest, and he had an apple orchard, and it was one of the famous apple orchards in my area. And what he would do every year for everyone that lived around the area that I lived, because I lived in a, a neighborhood that was kind of like an exclusive neighborhood, but it was just like somewhere where everybody lived, everybody knew everyone. What they did was on New Year's Day every year, we got together and they had a tree burning. Of course, that would never happen now because of the environment and stuff. But uh-huh. they, had, they had a big bonfire where everybody brought their tree and we all we burned the trees and we had apple cider and apple pie, hot apple cider. And, you know, it was a party. And then at the end, everyone, after the ashes cooled, they got put into a tin can and it had the year and the name that you named your tree and you were given this little tin to take home. And so you had your part of your tree with you. Yeah, isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah, so that's what I grew up doing with my Christmas trees. That's great. That's so sweet. No, it is. My Christmas tree. Yeah, in Brooklyn, we used to leave them out on the curb, and the and garbage men mm-hmm. used to come and grab them. <laughs> and that's how you yeah, do the well, end of Christmas. Oh, yeah, with the tinsel and everything. Oh, it's so oh. sad. I know. Now, do you still do you still know. Well, set up a, a tree for Christmas? Oh, I do live trees. Um, last year, I had a live tree, and I put it outside, and it's too big to bring in the house now. It's huge. So I'll get another oh, wow. um, spruce or something like that. Yeah, I do live trees, and I put them in these really big, nice pots. And I did the, my Christmas tree from last year was a live tree, and I put it in a pot, and it's just too big this year. So I'm going to bring – I'm going to get another live tree this year, a small one, um, mm-hmm. and bring it in the house again, you know. But right. that's – that's what I do. You know, of course I do a tree. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? Christmas is, You're talking to Holly Jolly t- here. I know. I, you know, what, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Come I mean, on, Christmas Robert. Is such, Christmas is such a great time mm-hmm. of year. And it's only because yep. everybody, everybody glows. Everybody has glimmers mm-hmm. around them, you know? It's the one time of year where you can actually see people glowing as they're walking around and I'm always mm-hmm. trying to figure out and what, they're excited. what kind of glimmers what kind of glimmers do they have? Are they truth glimmers? Are they respect glimmers? Because everybody has mm-hmm. a, a dominant glimmer in their aura. Oh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. you know you know and, and the, the the people who go through their lives the best are the ones who have balanced glimmers, truth, respect, compassion, yeah. all of that. 
Um, mm-hmm. The next book is going to be on compassion after Meet the Glimmers because um, oh, I was thinking about well, I was thinking about Ruby Shrew and how Dennis mm-hmm. uh, told the truth, but the truth without compassion can hurt somebody. So you have to yeah. be compassionate enough to know the empathy part, tell, the empathy yes. part of it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, yep. all the glimmers are very interconnected. They're very interconnected mm-hmm. in what they do. And that's why in Save the Glimmers, all the glimmers showed up to save Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking also yeah. at some point there's going to be a super glimmer team of little super glimmer heroes like oh, Ruby, Ignace, Jingles, Holly, Celeste, all on a glimmer team. You know, and I'm waiting for oh, the animated yeah. series. I'm waiting for somebody to approach me and say, "Hey, we want to do an animated series," because then we can do so much. Oh yeah, no, totally. And with your connect, with the people that you know, yeah, and definitely, I want to tell you ahead of time, I can only have a pink cape. If I'm going to have a cape, it's going to be pink. <laughs> okay. So, got it. If you put capes on the glimmers, mine's pink. All right. You got it. <laughs> I got, you got it on the pink cape. That's pretty funny. You got it. <laughs> so, no, that's funny. So the glimmers um, and Eli, they have to meet, and then. Um, the glimmers are around people. And, you know, you talked about Christmas and people glowing. You know how I always thought of Christmas? Because my birthday's on the 18th, right, a week exactly before Christmas. So I always thought when I was a little kid that all the Christmas lights and everybody being happy was because it was my getting close to my birthday. <laughs> so that's how, I, of course. that's how I look at it. Every year I always think, oh, my God, look at all the lights. It's just because it's my birthday. It's going to be my birthday soon. You know, I always, I always thought that way. But um, so we've got the glimmers, we've got Eli, and then Eli's going to meet the glimmers eventually somehow. Some and you're going to do a book about, yeah, we're going to do a, you're going to do a book on empathy and, and about, about, you know. Compassion, empathy. Compassion, uh-huh. yeah, that's perfect. And then we get into yeah. the band of innocence. Let's talk about the band of innocence. Even, we know they glow. Yeah, the band of um, innocence band is of for innocence older. Born? The mm-hmm. band of innocence was created uh, 20 years ago. I wanted to do a, a graphic novel. It didn't work out well, so what I ended up mm-hmm. doing was, uh, in the last um, four years, I actually wrote a novel. It's like it's 348 page novel, um, mm-hmm. and I it's about seven. The Band of Innocence is a group of kids that have been together since the beginning of time. Um, when the mm-hmm. earth was formed, it glowed. It glowed in love and compassion and all the, the things the glimmers are. And all the animals mm-hmm. glowed. And then man came on the scene and a darkness started to envelope the world. And that was greed. That was hate. That was lies. So Mother Nature and her children, the gods of the earth, the water god, the earth god, the god of the elements, Mm -hmm. all needed to find a place to put their powers. And they could not put their – because they were getting weaker and weaker with this darkness. So they needed to put their powers into the most innocent of beings. And they looked around and they said, holy mackerel, the only innocent things that are out here are children. 
So every generation has had a band of innocents. Martin Luther King was in his own band of innocents. John F. Kennedy, totally. Mother Teresa, yep. even Alexander the Great. Um, what happens is when you're a child and you're full of dreams and you're full of innocence, as you grow older, those dreams start to chip away. You lose a little bit of your innocence and you can no longer walk with this band. So then a new band has to take that place. And I would say about 14, 15, maybe 16 the most. And what these children have done, Martin Luther King went on to be a great person. Uh, Alexander mm-hmm. the Great went to be a great person. Even the people who were um, sort of got to the dark side was still in the band of innocence, sort of like Darth Vader, something, you know, something turned them. But they were still great people. Um, you mean Anakin? So, Anakin started out as a beautiful human being. He was the most beautiful child on earth with innocence. And then Mm -hmm. he, you know, he did, you know why he ended, you you and I both know why he turned because he wanted to save his wife's life. So basically Mm -hmm. out of something dark, out of something light and beautiful and good, he became dark because he was trying to save her, but the dark took over. So, yeah, that's a really, that's a really good. And you know what I wanted to say, you said about um, dreams and stuff, you know, the mm -hmm. um, Rolling Stones song, Ruby Tuesday, um, catch your dreams before they slip away. Slip away. Um, That's one of my favorite, favorite lyrics. And the the kids from Band of Innocence never lose Mm -hmm. those dreams. They always. That's awesome. And that's why they're wow. to lead the fight against greed and corruption. Um, the mm-hmm. first book is an introduction to the present day band of innocents. Uh, at mm-hmm. some point, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the second book, which is about greed. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to start going back in time to like World War II, where there was a group of kids mm-hmm. in the band of innocents. So that book can go on forever and ever and ever because we can keep mm-hmm. um, finding new bands of innocence that help the cause. And the, and the cause is to walk in light. That's all it is, is to be a good person and stay away from the dark shadows that, are, that have invaded this world and walk in the light. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a big comic book person, so I love the whole idea of, you know, like Spider-Man has issues but he's a superhero, a good guy. Same thing with Thor, mm-hmm. same thing with the Fantastic Four. And everybody has problems. But if you can rise mm-hmm. above your own issues and be a good person, I think that's what we want every child in this world to be. But, you that's know, and so that's true. like my two cents. That's what I'm trying to – and that's what I'm the, – these are the messages I'm trying to push across to people. And, you know, it's really all word of mouth. It's people saying, hey, this is a great book. Hey, you got to check this out. you got to listen to this guy's music. And eventually, I think good is always going to win. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think, you you, you know, you know a, a pure soul. It's true. It's true. And mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, you know, so many people, because this is what I've had conversations with about before I even knew about your books and about your characters I always was trying to explain to people about the dark and the light and how there's always the light and the dark and the dark and the light. 
And a perfect analogy of that is if you go out on a sunny day and you stand on a sidewalk or anywhere, even on the grass, you stand there, you're in the light, but on the ground is your shadow, okay? Mm-hmm. So you've got dark and you've got light, and you're both. We're all both. Yeah. It's just yeah. how we balance it all and how we exactly. decide that we're going to, you know, do it. And I think that you have a perfect, you know, uh, example here of how we can teach people. And, you know, like I, and you and I both know, the most I've ever learned in life has been from children because they're mm-hmm. innocent. Oh, yeah. They don't know any about, you know, they know only pure thoughts. And the most I've I, um, ever learned is from that. I mean, really seriously, that's like is, you see me. I'm the one out on the playground with the kids at the end of the day. You know, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> me too. I'm serious. I'm not hanging no, out with right. adults. Right. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. Or the and animals. All the, kids in band, the kids in Band of Innocence all come from international backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And when I was oh, telling cool. somebody about this years, years and years ago. They were, Mm -hmm. I I just sent a bunch of books down to my friend in Virginia who teaches autistic kids. And a long time ago, someone told me that autistic Mm -hmm. children are the children of light. That's what they Mm -hmm. are. That's why we don't understand them. That's why, so like, Mm -hmm. you know, you got this little girl Greta going around about global, you know, global warming and climate change. She's autistic. But she is a warrior. Brilliant. For, for, yeah. for life. Yeah, brilliant, um, smart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Knows so her, what they told knows me years and years ago, stuff. I yep. never, never forgot that, that these are the children that will save us. These are the children that will lead us. So that's where. How interesting you said from. that. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, huh. I've never, ever, ever forgotten that, that this woman, you know, said to me, you're helping the children of light. And I didn't understand what she meant. And then she started telling me that there are children in this world that are coming up that we think are different than us because they have a different way of learning. They have a different um, way of communicating. These are the children of light. Mm-hmm. So as I was writing this Band of Innocence book, that's all I could think about. Wow, that's so, heavy. Yeah. No, yeah, that it is. Was, it's and it's you pretty know, cool. What I want to say to you is, um, again, everyone, today we're talking, um, and if you missed the beginning of the show, it'll be available. I want to just let everyone know if they tuned in late. They, you can listen to the show. It's in the entirety on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. Um, I wanted to say to you, um, I know that you've taken this into some educational aspects. What I wanted to ask you was how somebody would reach you. And if somebody was interested in doing um, a project with you in regards to bringing this into their school or having you coming out and doing some speaking engagements or whatever, how would somebody get in touch with you? On the lamb at Mac.com, O-N-T-H-E-L-A-M-B at mac.com, or just Google Robert Agnello children's books, mm-hmm. and you'll see. And it's a it's a g n e l l o. N e l l o. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're doing. And they're you doing, know, also doing some. 
I would like to see. I would like to see. A, 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 I would love to see a film on this. You need to do a film with with the glimmers. Oh, the band of innocence definitely superhero type stuff could be great. All of them. You know, and the glimmer, the glimmers would they be a great kids together. show. Mhm. Yeah. You know, like I mean, you've got the Avengers, right? So I mean, they are yep. all from different areas. I mean, you've got. Hot, I can't even remember half of the Avengers. I just know the ones that are one of my some of my favorites. But, um, you know, I mean, you've got Avengers from all different places in the world, like you said, yep. different cultures. I yep. mean, uh, you know, look at Aquaman. He's what is he Nordic? Um, and so is yeah. And you have Black uh, Panther. The Black Panthers from Africa. Yeah. You, you know, Panther Thor's from Rock. Asgard. Yeah, yes. I, and this yes. and the band of innocence is so cool because it's kids. It's the innocence mm-hmm. of kids that drive you know that drive this group, and it's nonviolent. They come up with solutions mm-hmm. that are you know it's not like there's going to be blood or fighting or anything. Uh, they do get into skirmishes, but they don't. They they what. It, it, being in the band of innocence, if you resort to violence, you lose your powers. It, it's already in the book. Mm-hmm. You read about a group that loses all its powers because they were tricked into being getting a little violent. You can't do that. Wow. So the book is it, 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 it's out now. You can get it on Amazon.com. Um, if you reach out to me, any book that comes from me gets lots of little things like zipper pulls, tattoos. Uh, anything mm-hmm. I could throw in, in in an envelope. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of cool. And I know that you are very passionate about what you do. You know, I want to ask you a question. You told me sure. you, about your musical stuff and about your children. What what did you think and see yourself being and doing as a child? Because I remember you were telling, or as a young adult, I should say. Um. What was it like growing up for you? Did did this come um, to you naturally or, or what? For, for a very long time, I wanted to be an English mm-hmm. teacher. I thought that being a teacher was so – really? you know, And then when I, got to be, when I got to be 15 or 16, I was actually on the um, gymnast. I was doing gymnastics and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. At 16, I started listening to music, and I started playing guitar. Oh, no. And yeah. that – is where that was where I took a left turn you know I just started getting involved I got I got jobs in recording studios I started putting bands together I started playing I started off as a guitar player became a bass player vocalist and now I'm back to playing guitar mm-hmm. and singing um it's like and that I song jukebox had... hero Robert you're the guitar <laughs> just blew him away <laughs> uh, you know and me I'm and music I, I'm always thinking I know, I know. Um, and so you know, that's where I ended up where I am. And if I can't I believe you were going to be an English kids, teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would have made a good teacher. That's funny. I would have made a good teacher. You would have been a great teacher. You know? And, uh, and now if teacher. I could change, if I could change just one or two people's minds uh, mm. about the way they should lead their life or, or following that light, I'll, you know, I'll be happy. You know, I, we, we reached I, out to a couple of I'm going to send my kids. daughter to you and you can work on her. Okay. That'd be good. Abra, I, I would love to. 
I could be her pen pal. No, she's a beautiful. Hey, Holly, everybody, everybody, everybody (laughs) needs a little support. I know. And all my songs and everything is about holding your hand out. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a glimmer of faith, remember? You You are a glimmer of faith. I will always be your cheerleader. Oh, my God. Oh, you're great. Are you kidding? We go way back. You're great. I know. You're great. I was, I'm is, so happy to be able to talk to you and do this. Are you kidding? This is, like, so much fun. And, you know, the thing that's really cool about it is it really talks about a lot of the things that I talk about on a daily basis in my own life about dark and light and truth and and integrity is such an, a big thing for me. And oh. um you know, and we all get Me in those too. places where you get kind of, you know, you start questioning yourself and wondering if you're doing the right thing and what your purpose is to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, and our world is so crazy right now. And it's so funny that you chose me as the glimmer of faith because faith has always been, it's really funny because I have something in my life that, um, represents out of pain came faith and out of faith came beauty and and the pain are the rose thorns the faith is a cross and beauty is the rose and that is Mm -hmm. a small design that i have and that's what i said i wanted and um right that that's it you know and i mean it's funny faith faith is important Robert. It's funny. It's funny because you never know what trials and tribulations someone has gone through. That's why mm-hmm. in uh, in the Eli book, growing up, um, mm-hmm. Aaron the acorn is rude to everybody. He doesn't talk to anybody, and everybody thinks he's just oh, really? like a bad bad acorn. He's a rogue oh, acorn. Aaron. But he's scared. <laughs> he's scared to grow up. So we don't know what people are going through when we meet them or who they are. Mm-hmm. Until you stop and talk to them and see their pain or feel so their laughter. So true, Robert. You know? So true, Robert. So yeah. and this is this is my whole thing. You know, like people, my wife kind of will make fun of me. My wife, my kids, everybody, because I talk to everybody. Because I want to leave mm-hmm. this world with more friends than I could possibly ever have imagined. Because that's what we're here mm-hmm. for. We're here, here to lend a helping hand. We're here to support people. We're here to be supported. So that's mm-hmm. what all this stuff is about. I agree with you on that one. And, you know, you know I I totally see that part of life in itself. And uh, we're in such a crazy time in the world right now. Oh, yeah. And um, we, we won't even go there. But, I mean, I'm just saying we do need a lot of faith. And we do need to, like, know that. There's some kind of divine intervention. I truly believe this that's going to happen. I don't know how, mm-hmm. where, or what. And I know if people are listening to this and thinking, oh, God, she's so spaced out or whatever. No, I'm a realist, guys. And, um, you know, I don't know why that said I had 90 seconds. I, I made my show longer. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm going to. I'm going to max it out and see what happens. 
Oh, Uh-oh. I don't know. Let me refresh it. Hold on. Hopefully I don't lose you. Hold on. No, it fixed it. I fixed it. Hopefully she'll be quiet now. Yeah, you know the, the conversation where the conversation we're oh, having no. now is a whole a whole different show. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't catch up. Shoot. Um, oh no! Hold on a second. No, it didn't. It, did, it says I have sixty seconds left. Wait oh, a second. No. That's not right. Hold on a minute here. Hopefully, it doesn't cut me off. Hold on. Okay, let's see. Hopefully, she catches up. If we go off the air, then we'll know. If we go off the air, guys, make sure to tune in Friday, okay? I have a 90-year-old, amazing, iconic um, musician, uh, composer who's going to be on my show. Didn't say we're ending our episode. I didn't hear. Yeah, no, I have to tell you about that. Oh, God, are you kidding me? All right. I can't even play your song, the Band That's of Innocence okay. song together. That's All right, a well, great let's song. just say this. We love everyone out there. So thank you for tuning in and listening. And um, I'm sorry. I don't know why she's telling me that's over when I've expanded the show. That's really weird. Let's see if it changes. If we get cut off, guys, just make sure to tune in Friday. Let's see what happens if she cuts us off. I don't think she's going to cut us off. Are you still she there? She's so mean. She is. She's as bad as that Christmas tree guy. <laughs> oh, no, man. we're still on the air. We're still on the air, so that's good. That's okay, that's cool. Great. So maybe maybe, maybe it finally caught up. That's so weird. I've been having weird things happen with my studio lately. Um Okay, so what I was saying to you was I want to see a movie done with this. This would be so cool. I could see the colors Uh and everything. Oh, it says stream connecting. Stream connecting. It doesn't say I'm on the air anymore. Hold on a second. So it's just me and you. I'm going. (laughs) It's just me and you. Anyway, let's end the I don't know what's going on. Let's let's end the episode and see what happens. But you know what? I want to thank you so much, Robert, for being here. Oh, please, Holly. It was great. I can't believe it cut me off. It's a stream connecting. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. Let me see what happens here if I refresh it. It says I'm still, it says I'm still on the air. Yeah, it says I'm still on the air. Okay, guys, if you heard, like, a little bit of, like, um, I have no idea if we're on the air. If I'm on the air, could um, somebody please let me know? Um, And you know how to do that. Let's see. Um, Whoops. (laughs) I hear the dog. The dog's letting me know. Yeah, they're going crazy. No, the dog's letting me know we're still on the air. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm saying the dog knew. He heard me. He knows we're still on the air. I don't know. It's saying we're not on the air. Anyway, listen. Thank you for being here today. And um, this will be up oh, in the future, okay? All right. Okay. That'd be I great. love you. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. Okay. I love you too. I gotta send you. I'm gonna send you those pins. Okay. All, All right. right. Love you. Okay. All right, Holly. Bye. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.